0: Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and today I'm thinking about how God can save your marriage. Now, marriage is hard. It takes a lot of work, denial of self, service to the spouse, whichever gender you are, man or woman, and submission as Ephesians 5, to 23 says, and 1 Corinthians 13, 7. Having Jesus at the center is necessary for success, and even then, some marriages between professing partners still fail. Without Christ, I'm not sure how any marriage survives. You take two sinners and put them together as one flesh, Each must submit to the other, and, well, without Christ, the entire endeavor is harder than salmon swimming upstream. We swim against our own sin, which is hard enough, and then cover the spouse's sin with love, 1 Peter 4.8 and Proverbs 17.9. We need Jesus in marriage. He is our all in all. In our sinful outlook, sometimes we forget that our great God is a healer. Not only does he heal our physical bodies when he chooses, not only does he transplant our sinful heart from one of stone into one of flesh, but he also heals marriages. If the bitterness that rises up between the man and the woman, the only true marriage, and are sinfully nurtured and seemingly permanent, set in stone, they are not. He wipes away the anger and hurt and disappointment. If the couple submits to him in repentance, he smooths the angry hearts. He reconciles drifting couples. And here are two stories of just such a healing within marriage. And may you be encouraged, as I was, by these sweet testimonies. The first one is Jennifer and Tom Buck. And Jennifer recounted on the G3 Ministries website how God restored their marriage in their early days, 35 years ago when the couple was new to the union of matrimony. Tom is a pastor and Jennifer is his wife. I've included the first paragraphs here as an excerpt, and then the link to continue reading how God restored them is below that. Please read it. It's encouraging to see what God can and does do. Here's Jennifer, quote, This summer, Tom and I will celebrate our 35th year of marriage together. The vast majority of those years have been wonderful and we make a good pair in our home and ministry together. However, the early years were not so wonderful. They were hard, very hard. I entered marriage with my own insecurities and lack of confidence in myself. My husband desired to be a godly leader, but he struggled to understand how to lead in this way and was crippled by the anger he carried. In our first few years, we limped along trying to figure out married life. I knew something was not right. I sensed we were not reflecting the beauty of marriage that I had witnessed in the example of my parents and many others. Yet I was ignorant to understand what was brewing in our home. The rest is at G3 Ministries. Please continue reading it. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's a beautiful story. Now, next month, Pastor James Bell will have been serving at his church in Tennessee for 47 years. Also next month, he will have been married for 55 years. He recounted his story a few years ago in hopes that the focus and attention of the power of Jesus to restore marriage would inspire and encourage any reader. Here is Pastor James Bell. Quote, This story is true. Like most young couples, this couple was sure that they loved each other. They didn't really need the one pre-marriage counseling session, but it was required. So... There they sat before an aged pastor who had long ago performed the wedding of the parents of the young lady. Wedding day. It was a beautiful wedding in a large church's chapel. Every pew was filled. The weather was hot. The wedding went off without a hitch. But hidden beneath were serious seeds of destruction, and troubles began soon. They mushroomed, but were still hidden from public view. However, in less than a year, all the emotions of love were deeply dead. To the couple, a son was born, at which time her parents came. And somehow, the sadness and hurt was seeping out. For before her parents left to journey several states back to their home, they looked at the young father in the eye and said, It all depends on you. While not totally correct, but they were more right than they knew, they were met with stonewalled silence. A few months would pass and the young family flew back to the city where they got married. They visited with her family and the young husband later journeyed to another state to visit his family and then back to their faraway home to work and school. Just a few days later, as he arrived home at the usual 2 to 3 a.m. from work, a letter had been left for him. He opened it. His wife had written, it's over. My dad will be out on Friday to get my belongings. The young man, alone in their apartment, raged with anger, then wept like a baby, and then He awakened upstairs friends and showed them the letter. The neighbors were shocked. No one knew. The couple had been very good at hiding. Back downstairs in the apartment, the young man became overwhelmed with one conviction. He had vowed, until death do us part. He had not a clue of how or if the marriage could ever be healed, He knew one thing, by the authority of God's word, he had to try. Thus, he got into his car, drove across several states to her parents' home. The journey was instigated and empowered by one reality, the authority of the word of God. He was bound by the word of God to try and salvage their hopeless marriage. Note. Looking back, it was especially right that he, the husband, should humble himself and initiate reconciliation. Continuing with Pastor James Bell's story, quote, some miracles take a lot of time. This one did. But slowly, this husband and wife began to learn the ways of God for marriage. It takes a heap of God's kind of forgiveness and a heap of God's kind of sacrificial love to heal a broken marriage, to rekindle love, to restore love, and to take love to higher heights. But you know what? Sometimes that young man, now much older, wishes that his marriage to his wife was more storybook all wonderful and sweet from day one until the end. But nevertheless, he is exceedingly grateful for the grace of God in healing the broken hearts of he and his dear wife. Grief lingers for the hurt and sorrow caused. Nevertheless, God's grace is greater than all our sin. Today, he is feeling super blessed that God ruled and overruled, that God gave him a beautiful and wonderful bride, a completer, a companion. Yes, some miracles just take more time. On May 27, 1967, he wrote, Cynthia Ann Baker became my wife, Cindy Bell. I am truly a very blessed man to have been given such a treasure. I love you, Cindy. Wow, 49 years today at the time that was written. Let's do 31 more. With all those years added on, I will only be 102. And by then, you'll only be much younger. This was James Bell rejoicing in an amazing grace book, Marriage. May 1967, and at the time... May 2016. Well, in another essay, Pastor Bell wrote the following, quote, I've witnessed or read of storybook marriages as well as having had the honor of helping more than a few couples experience their own love stories. How beautiful and precious are those rare ones whose entire married experience was or is storybook they started right continued right and ended strong at the time of death or they continue still but sadly all too often marriages turn sour love's affections kindnesses and good times disappear anger resentment and hopelessness reigns For such a time, sometimes for years, the couple may have it all hid. Nevertheless, evil, malignant, destructive emotions, words, and beliefs are in charge. The end is announced. For most, the hurt never ends and the scars never heal. However, the day of miracles is still with us. God rules and overrules the Holy Spirit causes the truth and power of the word of God begin to take root. God delays and even destroys the bad end and God brings about healing. At times it is two steps forward and three steps back. And yet the healing continues. Raw faith, obedience to the word of God makes a growing impact. Yes, Miracles come when there is the obedience of acting upon the word of God in faith, so as to deal with one's own sins and failings, and leaving the spouse in God's hands. Miracles come when there is discovery that genuine love is not an emotion or feelings, but rather such love is sacrificial action for the good of another without demanding a response in order to please and honor Jesus. And yes, over time, the emotions of love begin to be restored as the fruit, which is an overflow of genuine love. A beautiful life of growing love is not reserved for the storybook view. There are also miracles of amazing grace, even for those who are presently feeling that they're utterly hopeless and failure. I know, wrote Pastor Bell, we were there. I am so thankful that by the grace of God, there came a day when I began to see clearly. And today I see clearly that life's trials, tribulations, pressures, troubles, injustices, are, among other things, divinely designed to reveal what is in one's own heart. And There's a little bit more that you can read at the blog. That was James Bell, a longtime married pastor, with some words of wisdom. Now, as a postscript, as Jennifer Buck was writing up her and her husband Tom's story of how Jesus reconciled the two, She shared her draft with an expert writer, someone she thought was personally trustworthy, in order to streamline the writing before publishing. But the project was put on hold for a few years. But the person apparently held on to the draft, the only person that had it, which contained information Jennifer later deemed unnecessary to the story, and was redacted in the final draft that I linked to above. But the sole person who held the draft somehow had let it fall into others' hands, or not, until such a moment when it could be used against her husband by power brokers in the Southern Baptist Convention. And it was used. Because it should be noted that Pastor Tom Buck is now running for president of the Southern Baptist Convention and some power brokers against his candidacy chose to release Jennifer's draft as a weapon in order to try and discredit Tom. Sadly, rather than focusing on the point of this whole prospect, the restorative power of Jesus in marriage, the issue has become subsumed under the power of machinations of those people in certain seminaries and denominational structures in the SBC. Jennifer's statement from the elders, I mean, Jennifer's statement on the weaponization of her essay and of restorative grace is below, as well as the statement from the elders of the church in which Pastor Tom serves. They are addressing the discrediting campaign. It's an activity like this that makes couples and individuals laboring under a burden of sin reluctant to come forth and confess one's sin to each other, as the Bible says we are to do, James 5.16. Sin needs the disinfectant of light and the open repentance of it in order to begin the healing process. The SBC people who chose to publicly humiliate a couple who were seeking to encourage others with their story of Jesus' grace, well they will be reckoned with on the day of judgment. Meanwhile, let the stories of the bucks and the bells encourage you, especially if you are feeling bitter or angry or disappointed within your own marriage. Jesus, can and does heal marriage. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and I hope this has encouraged you, and I also hope you have a wonderful day.